So Stuart Pink, I'm backstage with Callie Beaton. Hello, Callie. Hello, lovely to be with you backstage. <laughs> we look a bit bedraggled, but no one can see that, can they? Yeah, it's all good. This is the right medium for us today. <laughs> We've got a dry tent. And that's we all. have got a dry tent. That sounds like a bit of a euphemism, but no, sorry. <laughs> we have got a dry tent. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so you're here comparing uh, Stand and Calling for us this year? Yes, I am. This is my second day comparing the comedy tent. So we're kicking off in about half an hour. Um, we got a lovely bill today, yes. So. Stella lineup. Stella lineup, and of course we had um, Jen Brister and Russell Kane yesterday. So good times, and Jacob Hawley, yeah. who I'm a big fan of. So yeah, it's a really lovely bill. We got Angela Barnes and Amy Gladhill today, so it's going to be good. Going to be good. Uh, as a comedian, obviously festivals are quite challenging to to play. What's it like to compare a festival? I think personally, and I, I may eat my words, and you saw some of my comparing yesterday. I think arguably it's easier to, easier to compare because I don't think anyone's massively focused on anything too tricky and obviously as a compare you're meant to be diving into the crowd and being not literally uh, but sort of gadding seen that. yeah well you never know you might see that if I need to cause a diversion and, and kill two minutes uh, but yes so I'm, I'm allowed to muck about and people aren't massively expecting comedy from me although obviously I will give them some I think trying to do a 20 minute or a half hour set like these guys are it's great if you've got some kind of other aspect to your comedy like if you're somebody who's a bit more sort of clowning or music I think just doing spoken word it's just quite tricky because people aren't in the mode for concentrating it's not dark so they feel a bit self-conscious to laugh I think all of us know these are not the easiest gigs to do but equally we do them for a reason and let me tell you it ain't the money so I think we must like them in a way as well yeah just pick people out and enjoy that yeah and I mean the other the other challenge I'll just I'll just moan uh, for ages and you'll be able to uh, your listeners will be like is she a comedian um, but there are lots of uh, lots of kids as well in the tent so it's not a PG lineup um, yeah. and obviously we don't have to keep it PG but when there are small children there it just makes everyone a bit uneasy um, yeah. I mean there was a lot of F-bomb and C-bombing done yesterday not by me <laughs> by some of our lovely other acts yeah, but I, yeah you saw some of that <laughs> so I was trying to be all careful and by the end I was like oh well it's uh, all What's bets are off so, <laughs> so yes I think the kind of um, age groups in the room make it also a bit of a challenge but apart from that it's going to be a doddle yeah uh, so you're the first comedian I've spoken to who's been on QI. Uh, first comedian ever? Or, or here? Uh, first comedian ever okay, from the QI crew. I feel really like uh, Yeah. What was it like to, uh, to perform and to write? stuff for that? Uh, it was like, what a joy really. I mean I've loved watching it for years and I loved it when Stephen Fry did it and I love it now Sandy Toxvig does it. So yeah, yeah, kind of proper dreams come true. Usual sort of imposter syndrome of like I'll be the least funny, least intelligent person <laughs> in the room um, and that's how I felt beforehand but I think I got away with it. They asked me back as you know so yeah, loved it and looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, Yeah, again in the autumn. Uh, it's not, I don't think they've got the new lineup sorted no. or even the next series sorted so I'd love to tell you that it's all uh, it's all finalised and I'm on it, uh, but it's not finalised even as a commission yet. But I'm sure it will get recommissioned, and I'd love to think I'll be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. We'll look forward to it. Uh, you got an Edinburgh Fringe show coming up uh, in August. Yes, uh, so I'm heading up there in a couple of days now. So yes, it's my second solo show up there, and it's called Invisible. Ooh. Obviously, you can vouch for the fact I am not invisible. <laughs> She's uh, here now. I'm right. People on the radio can't see you. I know, but you're going to have to back me on this. Uh, so yes, it was inspired by a quote from. 
from uh, there was a B-list French celebrity at the start of 2019 who made the global headlines by saying that a woman at 50 is invisible and it made me um, I turned 50 a few weeks after that and by the way for the listeners uh, Stu's looking very surprised at the revelation <laughs> that I'm 50 he, I can, know. he can barely speak he's so shocked uh, so yes yeah, so I decided it'd be good to do a show looking at sort of challenging that and mucking around a bit with what people think a woman like me whatever that is should or shouldn't be doing so it's a kind it's it's, it's a, a lot of laughs and it, it's got also quite a it's got a little bit of a dark story that it intertwines with so it's got a little bit of Nordic noir in there okay. and it's got lots of gags so yeah it should be I've had a lovely time previewing it and I'm really looking yeah. forward to doing it up there yeah. you trying any out today uh, I will be trying a little bit this probably isn't the place for anything too risky because I'll just be trying to come out alive uh, but yes I've got a few uh, little bits that if the if the crowd's on my side I'm gonna try a couple of bits with them today yeah yeah you, you'll know the bits that are the new bits which will be when the tent goes eerily quiet <laughs> and no one laughs and I go back to something tried and tested so just me then yeah not just you no definitely not just you Awesome, sounds like a show at a time. Uh, yes, exactly. So it should be, um, and it's funny, as you know, that doing um, doing Edinburgh shows, it's quite different to our club sets. Yeah. So it's a weird thing at the moment, jumping between my show, which is very much a sort of story-based, and there's lots of stuff that works so well in that, but wouldn't work on stage in a sort of club or certainly at a festival. So there's a lot of different things going through my pea brain at the moment. <laughs> um, and let's hope anything comes out of my mouth. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so where can they see you in Edinburgh? Uh, I'm on at the Assembly George Square and I'm on every day from the 1st to the 26th of August apart from the 13th and I'm on at 10 past 5 in the afternoon. Not in the morning, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, that's yeah. the prime time. Yes, it is for I have um I have a few some of my some of my audiences are at the sort of my age end of things and I think they like a nice before dinner show yeah. and then dinner and then another show. Um but and then the uh, the generation Z and millennials I think can also just be getting out of bed and going to a <laughs> ten past five in the afternoon show. So I'm thinking of everyone with first show of the day for First me. show of the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can just dust yourself down, still a little bit drunk, come to my show. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening on the thirteenth? We've had two people now having a day off on the uh, We just, we all need, I suppose, a day off, and I think I might be wrong, but I suspect the 13th is a Monday. From I'm trying to mentally think, is it? But um, if it is, maybe it's a Tuesday. But Mondays and Tuesdays, whichever one of those my rest day is, are obviously um, a little bit quieter sometimes than the rest of the week. So the last thing we're doing is having rest days on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, it's and I think yeah, it's the one rest day we get in the whole month. But actually, that day I'm doing a gig as well. I'm doing um, Sarah Millicum's standard issue gig at the stand oh, so wow. there's a lovely lineup for that so that one's um, on that the 13th in the evening so that'll be um, that'll be well advertised around the place that's a mixed bill of some um, real stellar comedians yeah so it's not actually a day off then. it's not a day off and I've somehow smuggled my way onto a very very good lineup <laughs> and I haven't been found out yet so go me yeah awesome look forward to seeing you in that thank you very much uh, so I'll be doing this thing when I'm interviewing people on site uh, at Stand the Corner and Latitude as well uh, a question tag yep. so my question from Amy uh, was oh, I see. Okay, and then I have to think of one. Yeah, well, yeah. That is how tag works. Uh, exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. I'm all over this. Uh, so, what's the worst thing that can happen before you go on stage? I presume she's not going to do it. No, the worst thing that she's can not ha- no, she's not listening. The worst <laughs> thing that can.
can happen before you go on stage? Well, I had a not good one with this show. So my show, as its narrative arc, has the story of a really quite spectacular me getting dumped story, an epic me getting dumped story. I can fairly safely say it's unlikely anyone who comes to the show will have had a worse one, okay? So let's just peg it as that. <laughs> so the show is about that dumping, but the guy who did it doesn't really get mentioned again. But that is the jumping off point for the show. Yeah. And who should I see at one of my previews than his best friend in the audience? And I thought there's no way he's, he's going to know this is his mate. And I couldn't write it out yeah, because that entire it. show. So I would say <laughs> seeing the best friend of, or worse still would have been had he been there. Him, yeah, yeah. But of course I did, couldn't go and speak to the mate and say, is he coming too? So for all I knew, that, and, and his mate, I don't think knew he was coming to see my show. I think he just knew he was coming to a show at wherever the venue was. So yeah. I did have the most stomach lurching few minutes thinking, oh God, what if he is actually in the room and even his best mate? <laughs> so I'd say that, that or one of my kids turning up. I think those are, it's probably who turns up is my worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's about as bad as it gets. Yeah. Anybody in the content is usually a bit scary. Yeah, anybody, which, because I've got another bit in this, this makes me sound terrible, um, but I've been a, a single mum for nearly 20 years, so I have dated a few people, and yeah. I've got a little bit in my Edinburgh show, which is a kind of, um, a little sort of inventory of exes with like gags about a few, and I've had to write a few extra ones in so that if anyone that's connected to any of them turns up, I can just get that one out, put a new one in. So I've got some wiggle room with my standard, these are my exes material, but not the ex about whom the show is so <laughs> so awkward exes I think that's uh, that's as bad as it gets for me yeah so, so you're doing a little recce before every gig see who's coming in yes or if I go very quiet for like 20 minutes of the show it'll be because I couldn't say any of any of the stuff about the exes yeah I had to just go very quiet that's yeah. if they all came to the same guys I know Matt what hall I mean we need a new hall for them no no <laughs> we wouldn't I'm just larking <laughs> so what'll be your question for my next guest who is your next guest or does it not matter am I I'm just being nosy now yeah, actually I'm not too sure I think it might okay. be tomorrow okay so your next guest so my question for your next guest is what do you do if you get um, heckled by this is someone you're going to be interviewing at the at the festival tomorrow yeah is, yeah, oh, yes, yeah great yeah, yeah. okay so this is relevant to them what do you do if you get heckled by a primary school aged human being <laughs> what do you do as a comedian if that happens that's my question that's a good one yeah. what, what do you do well I don't know what I'm going to do but I think it's going to ha I think it's going to happen in a minute what I think <laughs> I'm going to do and I'll see how the audience is but I might get some of the kids if, if the front rows are just stuffed full of children again awkwardly I might do a little bit of crowd to work with them and get them to say embarrassing things about their parents or something so hopefully that way I can yeah. get them in and then get them out again when I want to so I'm going to give them a moment to speak and then I'm going to say now you just need to shut the F up and let the comedian speak so we'll see how that master plan goes yeah. that should make the parents want to shut them up pretty quick I, I can just see from your face you're like that ain't going to work Kelly that's a diabolical idea <laughs> I love the sound of that we'll have to watch that yeah, it's going to be like a train crash you're very welcome to come see it play out yeah Kelly thanks for talking Good luck at Edinburgh. Um, am I allowed to give a little promotion to my social media tags? Of course. Yes, yeah, so at Callie Beaton on Twitter and Instagram and all my gig dates are on my website. Great. Look forward to coming seeing you. Lovely. Thanks so much for having me on. Cheers, Callie. Take care. Bye. Bye.